up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate Michelle. And welcome back to a new episode of Drafts on Drafts. You probably missed Drafts on Drafts last week, but you know what? We filled that gap with all of the positional breakdowns that we could possibly imagine. So hopefully you didn't miss us that much, but we're back with a beer to talk more football. Yes, we are. And I will say that while we were gone, I just want everyone to know that last Wednesday I still did have a beer. And actually, I went out in real life. Not just like the, I, I say that like that's new news, but COVID well, has been weird. So I went out in real life and I went bowling. I just want you to know that. And I bowled a 218. Girl, that's rocking. I'm pretty sure it was a 218, but maybe I had like too many yinglings. I you don't sure know. It wasn't like, are you sure it wasn't like a 28? The a first round I bowled in the 70s. And then I was like super pissed. And I think I got very a locked in and be extremely <laughs> lucky extremely lucky and i had a couple of strikes and a couple of spares and i the but the thing is i just wish i took a picture of the score but i was with my coworkers and i didn't want to be really a gloating happen. i didn't want to be a gloating winner you know well hey that's pretty damn good yeah, I, I feel like we oh i'm impressed with that well i thought we um, could cheers to that because we've got uh, our well, beers yeah, open I was gonna for say, today speaking of yinglings what are you uh what are you dabbling in today Okay, so for today's episode, uh, the beer that I am drinking is called a Bravada. Uh, it's definitely not said like that. It's called Bravada. It's an yes. IPA from one of our favorite local breweries, um, Talea Beer Company, which nice. uh, they just opened a branch of that of that brewery in my neighborhood, like a 10-minute walk. So this is my new vice, and you will be hearing much more about Talia Brew because I really like their beer. That's what I'm drinking. How about you? Amazing. I am going for the trusty standby Coors Light. It's nice and cold. It's hot here, so I like it. However, um, if some of those Taleas could make them my way, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Well, I will get you some for sure because they are so delightful and delicious. But um, anyway, we've got enough beer to last us the next 20 minutes. And over the next 20 minutes, um, between this week and next week, we are breaking down the entirety of our rankings for the different divisions uh, across the NFL. So this week we'll be talking Ooh. about the AFC conference breakdowns, uh, the East, West, North, and South. And then next week, Michelle, we will break down the NFC. And at the Indeed. end of each episode, we'll be placing some friendly bets on who we think is going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. And we do this every year. And I actually love looking back at it when we get like halfway through the season. Oh, yeah. And then actually to the big game. Oh, yeah. This is super fun. I think that. We find, and hopefully you all find, this to be helpful because while this is a bit different than our normal fantasy chatter, I do think it's important to understand what these teams are up against in their division, in their conference, how competitive will mm -hmm. or won't they be because, you know, there are certain numbers and certain projections and certain things you can look at for your fantasy draft, but you also have to Indeed. be aware of the context of the teams and who they're playing. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important. So hopefully too. hopefully you all think it's important too. Anyway, let's start with the AFC East, which is always interesting, mm -hmm. usually a bit of a chuckle, but you know what? Definitely a chuckle. Not not a not not a chuckle this year. Not as not as much as years past. That is for damn not sure. Not a chuckle this year. Uh, the AFC East, for those that don't know, consists of the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Now, in year in years past, the Tom Brady years, 
this was like a given. Everyone was like, okay, we Absolutely. don't have to talk about anything. Absolutely. Three, three years later, very different conversation. The Patriots are different. The Bills are on the up and up. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins made a ton of amazing moves at the end of the year. And frankly, the Jets are still the Jets. The Jets are still the Jets. Let's let's go backwards here. Um, the Jets, most clearly, I think that there is just absolutely no debating this, that poor <laughs> Jets, um, who now will not have Zach Wilson to start the season because he yes. uh, hurt himself during preseason in week one or week two, I forget. And now QB2 from the depth chart is uh, Joe Flacco, who... Uh, if you don't know Joe Flacco, longstanding former quarterback for Raven. the Ravens, um, yeah. Joe Flacco will be at the helm, and uh, they've got they've got a shiny new running back, Brees Hall, uh, yep. and some mediocre receivers. Um, they also have C.J. Uzuma, uh, who used to be on the Bengals at tight end. Um, interesting, but. As usual, I think the Jets are at the bottom of the pile. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, look, it's still just one of those things. The Jets have a lot of rebuilding to do. That's no surprise. They're slow and steady getting there. You hope that Zach Wilson's injury uh, isn't, you know, too terrible and keeps him out for too long. Um, but moral of the story is there. It's still rebuilding. It's going to take a while for these guys. I I think the Patriots are in a bit of a similar boat. Mm-hmm. They're not as they're, they're not really at like the the beginning of the rebuild. They're definitely starting to make um you know some headway, but you know when you look at this roster especially with James White announcing his retirement, Damian had uh, uh, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, Mac Jones, um Jacoby Myers like it's still it's still a lot of younger guys. You know, you do yeah. have Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith at the tight end position. Um, they did pick up, you know, Devontae Parker, Kendrick. Like, they're still mm-hmm, rebuilding. Mm-hmm. They were they were still very competitive last year. I think Mac Jones, under the guise of Bill and just the Patriots way, is going to continue to get better. But I do still view the Patriots in like a semi-rebuild situation post the Brady, Edelman, Gronk years. Like, they're not, you know what I mean? And and look, they were competitive last year. They were definitely competitive last year. Yeah, I I was, the thing that I'm struggling with for, like, the two and three spot here um, are just comparing last year's standing. So last year, the AFC East ended with the Jets holding up the rear with four wins and 13 losses. Holy shit, guys. Jesus. Ay, ay, ay. But interestingly, uh, the Dolphins finished third with a 9-8 and eight record and the Patriots with a 10-7 and seven record. So uh, neck and neck in terms of wins, losses. And uh, so I think those two organizations, I think you're right. Um, but I am struggling to figure out who gets placed above who. Um Let's look at the Dolphins real quick, because the Dolphins are also not just rebuilding, but building on the foundation that they've been trying to set. So they've got Tua at the helm, their quarterback. Uh, Their running backs are really interesting by committee to me. I know they've got Chase Edmonds in their RB1, but also supported by Raheem Mostert and Sony Michelle, also former Patriot, very interesting. And then Mm. their wide receivers... Chef's kiss. We've got Tyreek Hill out there for the <laughs> Dolphins. We've got Jalen Waddle, who had an amazing year last year, and Mike Gesicki as their tight end. So, of all those names, are all super solid. Yeah, I mean they they arguably made some of the biggest offseason you know moves. I think there's been a lot of question marks and conversation around Tua. Can he do it? Can he not do it? Um, I think they didn't have the right team around him to let him prove that he could do it. Mm -hmm. And I think now this team is looking like a team that 
this year to me would be the year that really shows you if Tua is capable of stepping it up or not. Because yeah. you do have very capable receivers. You do have very capable running backs. Um, they they obviously have changed up, you know, some of their coaching. So I do think this is like, I don't want to say, I don't want to be so dramatic, but I do feel like it's a little bit like make or break for Tua. Like you can't complain. Right. You can't complain that you don't have the pieces anymore. Like I think the pieces are there. Um, and now it's time to see if he can step up to the plate mm-hmm. again. It is a lot of new names, though. It, it always is interesting to me. Like, you know, we just talked about the Patriots. Most of those guys are, you know, second, third, fourth, et cetera, seasons with the organization. I think that makes a difference. When you look at the Dolphins, a lot of these guys are fresh and new. All, all the ones that you mentioned specifically, with the exception of Tua and Jalen Waddle. So, yeah. you know, and, and Mike Gusecki. But, you know, that's just something to think about is I think this team and Tua have a lot to prove this year. Uh, I think they'll be very competitive, but I also think this is a lot of new guys coming in from a lot of new places, and it'll be interesting to mesh. Yeah, and, love it. And then on the complete extra, on the complete other end of that spectrum, you have the Bills, who basically made no changes last Absolutely. year, with the exception of uh, you know a rookie running back, James Cook. But like this team is where they were last year. Mm-hmm. This team was dominant last year. This team arguably lost because of a coin flip last year like so again like they are they are I'm not going to say they're vets but like this is a tight-knit group it hasn't really changed very much they have a lot of trust in one another Uh, and again they have something to prove after that coin flip shit last year absolutely they do absolutely they do I think the bills are back with a vengeance uh, I think the Jets have a shitty season and we'll see how the pets and the dolphins fare out I think they'll probably thin out in the middle of the group there um, let's take it All to the right. West. Let's take it to the West Coast. I'm I'm feeling let's... I'm feeling sunny and cheery. Let's take it over to the West Coast where we've got the Broncos, the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. Holy Yo, blowout one... division. Holy shit. This to me is by far the most exciting and interesting division in the AFC West. Um, I can tell you that I have already put in some bets on my own personal accord for either the Broncos or the Raiders to potentially win this division. You don't think the Chargers? Here's the thing. I made these bets like as a knee-jerk gut reaction towards the end of last season and when some of these big trades first happened, like right when the Russell Wilson thing happened, right when the Devontae Adams thing. I was like, fuck, maybe they got a chance. Yeah, you're not wrong. This division is of the AFC is the most interesting and exciting to me. I mean, just Russell Wilson, hopefully, you know, back to the the Russell of years past. We've talked about Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, who, spoiler alert, if you didn't listen to our QB rankings, are two of our top three ranked quarterbacks right. in the whole in the whole league. And both of them are playing in the AFC West. And you know, and then Derek Carr, who, you know, arguably isn't the strongest of the bunch, but you know, he added Devontae Adams to the team. That's a huge plus. Huge, huge plus up. These This division will be the fun one to watch when you watch the, you know, how people within, or for those of you listening who don't know this, if you're in the same division within the same conference, so AFC West in this case, you play each other one more time than most yes. other other divisions. Uh, and so this one will be electric. We're going to see these teams play each other more often in order to cutthroat one another to get to playoffs and to get ultimately to the Super Bowl. So this is one to watch. I have no idea what is going to happen in the AFC West. 
All I know is every every depth chart I am staring at right now is <laughs> it's stacked. absolutely stacked. Absolutely it's stacked. stacked. You're right. I mean, you bring up such a good point about, you know, how when we break these down, like sometimes when you look at it at the division, i.e. when we were talking about like the Jets earlier, like most of those teams should beat the Jets at least once, if not both times they meet within yeah. their division. Mm-hmm. This is this is a total crapshoot. Total crapshoot. Total crapshoot. If you had to like, I know oh. we're not supposed to be ranking these, but if you had to pick a favorite, favorite team, you said you would either go Broncos or, or Raiders. Do you still feel that way from the bet you placed earlier this year? That was, those were my gut reactions. Um, the Raiders to me are still like the long shot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very bullish on the Broncos and I am also bullish on the Chargers, though I didn't put a bet in on the Chargers. I, I've, I, I, ugh, I don't know what's going to happen with the Chiefs. I don't know what happened. <sighs> I don't know what happens with the Chiefs. I've never been like the biggest Chiefs fan anyway, so I probably should take my personal bias out of it, but um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at, the Chiefs, I know the though, and I'm like, yeah, oh my I know. god, that's a good team. Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Rojo as the RB2, Jarek McKinnon as the RB3, Juju Smith-Schuster wide out one. I know. I don't I really know. know who Sky Moore is so much, but Mecole Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scanley, Travis Kelsey, Harrison Bucker. I know. Ah! I know. Perfect. I know. Here's Zach. Perfect. Here's, it's it's not. It's not perfect, though. I, 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 we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's different, but it's stacked. It's it's different, but it's stacked. There's a lot of stackedness going on in the AFC West. It is going to be literally the wild, wild West, and I can't wait to watch all those games. Indeed. Indeed. All right, so we know that the 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 uh, the West is going to absolutely blow this season apart. Um, <laughs> shall we talk about the North? I know that we've got your Bengals in here with Joey B, and uh, bless his ruptured appendix. Hopefully he's in for time for season. <laughs> Um, but we've got the Bengals, we've got the Browns, who there's some shakeup there we'll talk about. Uh, we've got the Ravens, and we've got this them Stillers, as they say. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and start with the Steelers, because I guess I'm I'm uh, going opposite here. Steelers are looking a little bit uh, yucky this year. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're really rough around the edges. I think, you know, I think they're going to struggle for sure. I think Najee Harris is going to be their breakout star leader of the team. But I think they're going to struggle to be successful in in not only the AFC North, but like the mm-hmm. AFC in general. I think they're just going to struggle this year. Uh, can I give you like the hottest possible take of this episode? Give it to me. I thought that. I mean, I, I have kind of stereotyped with Kenny Pickett as QB1. Yeah. Uh, I have kind of stereotyped this team to say, you know, it's a transitional year and yeah. we have a rookie quarterback who is, is stepping in the shoes of uh, of uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. I watched Kenny Pickett lead this team during the preseason. Yep. I am I am in on the Steelers. I am in. Wow. In 150% think that wow. the Steelers will be right behind the Bengals, the number two this season. That is my big bet. Wow. So you think the the Steelers are going to have a better season than the Ravens? I do. Okay. Interesting. Um, 
It's the fucking bre- wild, I know. I know that this is a insane wow. bet to be okay. making hey, on the mic. You said it you said it was gonna be your hottest take. That's you know what? There you go. There's a hot take for you. This, I think yeah. that I think Najee's the breakout there. You're seeing uh Kenny as a as a star and we're Deontay gonna see how that Johnson's goes. a star. Chase Claypool's got a lot of game. I really like Kenny Pickett. He looks like Ben Roethlisberger. He he looks like he is a he looks like a scrappy quarterback for the Steelers. He's a perfect fit, and I think he's got the right coaching staff with Tomlin. I would like to see the Steelers take the number two spot in, in this right. division. I like it. Um, let's see who else we talked about. We've talked so much about the Bengals as we've done all of our uh, you know position breakdowns for fantasy. But again, this team had a, cr- a crazy season last season. Uh, went to the Super Bowl. I think that they they can make their way back that way. Yeah. Uh, similar to the Bills, you know, in the AFC East, this team has largely stayed intact. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's I right. think that's the Bengals mentality. So I, I expect them to be extremely um, competitive in their division and in the AFC overall. I think the Browns have way too much shit going on around them. The Browns are the Deshaun, the, John, the Deshaun Watson stuff, I don't want to talk about him anymore. Jacoby Brissett is your backup. Not interested. Um I do obviously love their running back core. We always talk about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, but Did they, Kareem you know, and they, Hunt asked for a trade. Am, am I, yeah, he asked for a trade, yeah. but there no news on that yet. He probably so we'll wants see. to get out of there. There's probably shit a, a, a skew internally. We'll see what happens. Nothing there yet. Um, you know, and then you know, one of the bigger earlier offseason trades was Amari Cooper coming over there, and everyone's like Deshaun and Amari, blah blah blah. But mm-hmm, like that ain't mm-hmm. the story anymore. It so. Ain't. I don't feel great about the Browns. I think there's too much drama going on over there anyway, and I don't think Jacoby Brissett has what it takes. And then that leads us to, you know, the Ravens. Everybody, uh, here's here's my take on the Ravens. Give it to me. They have their running backs back. I think this is a completely different team than it was last year because they have their run game back. Yeah. That said, they have also sacrificed pass catchers. So... I, I, I foresee, and we, you know, Mark Andrews, tight end, I foresee a big season for Mark Andrews, not so much the other guys that are in the air. Hopefully their their running backs can stay um, healthy. But, I mean, look, this isn't the toughest division in the AFC. I, the West definitely is. Um, so the good news for all of these teams, uh, mostly the Browns, the Ravens, and, and Pittsburgh, is like, I think those three can compete decently against sure. you know one another. I think the I think the Bengals are going to be superior, but um, yeah, this one's not you know I don't think this one's as tight mm. uh, competitively as the West. Yeah, absolutely for sure. I would be curious though how the North uh, is there a certain is there a similar stack up in the South in terms of competition because in the AFC South. We've got the Colts, we've got the Jags, we've got the Texans, we got the Titans. So, well, the, the Texans, the Texans and the Titans are going to have a rough season. Do you talk to me cuz I'm biased. Go ahead, talk to me. The Texans have nobody. Period. Who do the Texans have? Brandon Cooks. Okay. Brandon Cooks, Marlon Mack. I just nothing to me there feels interesting. Rex Burkhead, yeah. yeah. The only interesting Nothing. person on this roster is Brandon Cooks, full stop. Yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to be competitive um, at large. 
Um, I think the Titans are going to have a tough run. Mm. I, I don't think Tanny has what it takes. I just don't think don't he does. Either. You know, I, I get that they got Robert Woods over there, and of course they have King Henry, and we forever trust in King Henry, but I just... Tanny doesn't have what it takes, and he, he no. fucks up too many important situations, which... You know, when you're talking about other teams that they're going to have to come up against, you can't fuck those situations up. That's right. I think you're exactly right with that. Uh, I agree with, I think Houston is going to hold up the rear like they do every year. Um, I'm upset that the Titans didn't make some stronger off-season moves. Um, I don't know if they're trying to groom Malik Willis to take over for Ryan Tannehill. I'm uh, sure they are. But in any case, I've watched those preseason games too, and Malik Willis just does not look great. So if anyone's going to carry the team, again, it's Derrick Henry. But aside from that, um, there's just not a whole lot to look at for the Titans. Now, let's look yeah. at let's look to the Colts and the Jags. Is there any, either of these teams, do they look more promising than, than the Texans or the Titans to you? Well, it's really interesting, right? Because you've got like an old quarterback and a young quarterback. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see the value that Matt Ryan brings to the Colts. I think he's a leader. I think he's a great player. I think he struggled a lot in the later years in Atlanta. Wasn't necessarily his fault. I think he has a strong season. We know what it's like in Indianapolis. These are massive football fans. I think they're going to help carry and settle Matt Ryan in nicely over there. And then on the other side of the coin, you have Trevor Lawrence, you know, in his second year, really struggled. But I do think that this is like a young up-and-coming team. We said this last year, they weren't that great. I think they've made some um, additional ads here with Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr., Evan Ingram. Like, still a younger team. There's not like like a lot of veteran names on this team. Um, Travis Etienne Jr., a lot of people are talking about him having like a breakout season at the running back position. So this is a team that's still pretty young. They're still growing. They're figuring it out. But when you look at them in a division with the Texans and the Titans, that only makes them better. Mm-hmm. And, and it gives them more opportunity to beat some of these teams, I think, in their own division, um, while hopefully staying competitive, you know, with the likes of the Colts. I mean, spoiler alert, they have the number one running back, and Jonathan Taylor is going to be a beast. I'm not saying he can do everything, but he's going to be a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this this one, the South is interesting. I... I think the Jags are going to look pretty good this year, though. Oh, my God. It's so hard to judge this one because I'm so biased. And I also, it's worth calling out last year's standings, just so, just for edification. Yeah. The yeah. Titans finished 12 and 5. 12 and, and choked, 5. And choked in the playoffs. And choked and also lost Derrick Henry. But 12 and 5. I know. They had a they had a much better season than I anticipated. Maybe I should give Ryan Tannehill some more uh, He's good at handing the ball to Derrick Henry. There's that. <laughs> uh, there's the Colts finished second, nine and eight. I could see them improving or maintaining. Yep. And then the Texans bested the Jaguars last year. Yeah, I don't think they have stand a chance on doing that this year. I, I think mm-hmm. the Jaguars season last year was a fluke. I think there were also some coaching issues. I, I think that was a fluke for them. Yeah. Everyone everyone, including myself, was really excited when they got Trevor Lawrence and I didn't I didn't see the season going the way that it did, but I think those changes have been rectified. I think they've made some some good moves. They got some speedsters out, you know, out there on the team that I think is gonna help. Um Trevor's game. I, I don't think there's any way that the Texans are gonna, you know, be able to best them. 
Nine and eight on the Colts. I, I mean, I do, I do see an improvement with Matt Ryan. I think I they will win more games. You know, no, no shade at, at Carson Wentz, but I do think that um, they will see more wins with uh, with the Colts. I agree. Uh, with I think Matt Ryan. I think that the Titans and the Colts will be more contentious. Myself, I don't think the Titans will have a horrible season, but I think the yeah. Colts will give them a run for their money, and I also think that the Jaguars will give the Texans a run for their money. So, like the top two and bottom two. I think could be contentious this year for sure. All right. So we've talked about all the teams in the, in the AFC. I will make a note to say that we do talk a lot about offense here, but you know, sometimes defense wins games. So while we're not going to get into all the nitty gritty of the defense, do yourself a favor, brush up on some of the moves that were made in the off season. The bills have stepped up their defense. Um, The Broncos have stepped up their defense. Just take a look through it. I know we talk a lot about offense on this show, so I will call that out, but take a look through the defense see where you feel some of these guys are going to be you know what's going to put them over the edge and it might very well be um you know the uh the the defense now now here's the big question kate yeah what's the big question oh god oh no who is going to the super bowl Okay, so just for reference, everyone, last year when we did this, we literally broke down each individual East-West. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to do that this year. I want us to just say and take an early flyer, an early bet, an early gut reaction. Now that we've talked through it, we've talked through positions, we've talked through the divisions. But what do you think? Where 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 we're currently sitting right now? Flyer in August. Like who from the AFC is going to represent? the AFC in the Super Bowl this year? Well, I think we alluded to it. I think my my sights are set as much as, I mean, I hope you pick the Bengals. I really hope you do. <laughs> um, but uh, my sights are set on the AFC West between okay. the Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos. Okay. Because I think definitively, as much as I want the Bengals to go back, as much as I want the bills to make it um it's not where i want to put my money my money is going to be on the west am i going to put my money on russell wilson and the broncos i don't think so um so i i'm going to take a flyer on either the chargers the chiefs or the raiders that's where my head's at right now i gotta think on it for another 30 seconds but that's where my first gut reaction goes. <laughs> okay. Well, as much as I talk about the Bengals, and I do love the Bengals, I think they will win the AFC North. I think they're going to go far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think that my rep from the AFC in the Super Bowl in Arizona this year is going to be the Bills, and I'm going to mm-hmm. call it the, the Von Miller effect. Because as oh we were saying before, God. Okay. as look, as we were saying before, we don't talk a lot about defense. Apologies that we, we don't get That's into right. it as much. That's right. But Von Miller won the Super Bowl in L.A. last year, didn't resign, went to Buffalo, took a big fat check. And I, I don't know. I'm going to call it the Von Miller effect. I think they have all the pieces there. I think a coin ruined their season last year. And now they added Von Miller. I think the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. No, it's probably the right assessment. Um, 
I tend to make really stupid bets on this show, so I'm going to continue my streak of making <laughs> oh, really God, stupid no, bets. No, come on. Make an educated decision. We've talked so educated. much about this. It is educated. I'm like literally okay. staring at off-season moves, and I I am just so torn about who to choose. But I All think right. I, I think I'm now down to the Chargers and the Chiefs. And as much as we have ragged on the Chiefs, I think the summation of all their parts are superior to the other rosters and superior without Tyreek Hill is a different thing, but I think that they have the depth and they have the options that if Andy Reid and the coaching staff, if we're talking about X factors, there's nobody better. So I'm going to put my money on the Chiefs, unfortunately. She's going with the chefs, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Now, here's the thing. We're going to remember this mostly because we can go back and reference the episode. Uh, But I also think we should each put like a $5 bet in for these teams to go to the Super Bowl. Why don't we make it 10? (laughs) Why don't we make it 100? Why don't we? (laughs) If we're going to do this for all of them, you know. $1 million. Not not made of money over here. But uh, as much as I love our friendly wagers, I think we should put in uh, like, yeah, a $5 bet on who's going to the Super Bowl. All right. Done. Done. This is my verbal uh, acceptance and handshake. Woo! I love it. Okay, this was fun. Every time we do these, I feel like we're getting closer and closer and closer to football season. We've broken down positions. Now we've broken down conferences. We have another conference to break down next week. And then guess what? It's fucking football season. It's football season. Let's go. <laughs> um. So I will see you. Uh, our, our cadence keeps changing for the show, but only because we're transitioning into the regular football season. Um, next week, you will see us on the mic on Monday and Wednesday. We have another Monday episode for the huddle, as always. And on Wednesday, we'll have our NSE breakdowns followed by football, in which case we will start having Friday episodes. But stay tuned for that in two weeks. Uh, until then, Michelle, I will see you on Monday on the huddle and uh, I'll see you on the mic.